Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today in this video, we're going to be talking about how Alec Baldwin gave up an alcohol and cocaine addiction seemingly overnight. We'll talk briefly about his childhood, how he got into acting, and most importantly, how he got sober. Alexandra Ray Baldwin III grew up in a middle-class suburb of New York, the oldest of six siblings. Born in 1958, he describes his childhood as divided into two parts. The first years were happy ones, but when Baldwin was 10, Tragedy struck his family. His paternal grandparents died in short succession. His grandfather from a heart attack and his grandmother from falling down the steps whilst visiting him in hospital. This changed his father, making him more absent and withdrawn from family life. He began to work longer hours at the public high school where he was employed as a teacher while also becoming progressively less involved with his own children. At the same time, as the family was drifting apart, one thing was becoming increasingly abundant to the young Alec. They were totally broke. Notices about late payments of bills were always arriving in the post and the garbage collection guys would pick up the garbage from every single house in their street except from their own. These unpleasant experiences would leave a mark on the young Alec. The family drifting apart, Alec soon would get involved with a group of older boys who would first introduce him to alcohol, cigarettes, and eventually cannabis. His alcohol and cannabis use would continue into his college years. He would go on to spend three years at George Washington University before auditioning for the theater program at New York University. After being accepted, he decided to ditch a career in law, which was his original plan in order to pursue acting. Baldwin would start his acting career in the soap opera, The Doctors, in the early 1980s. This was soon followed by his appearance on the CBS primetime soap opera, Not Landing, which would make Baldwin widely known. But it was his appearance in 1990s spy thriller, The Hunt for Red October, that really propelled his career. The film earned him international recognition and set the stage for a string of future box office hits. The story is about a Soviet naval submarine captain who wishes to defect to the US. Baldwin played the role of a CIA analyst, Jack Ryan. After the hunt for Red October, Baldwin's career kept going up and up. Over the following decade, he would star in a series of box office hits, including Notting Hill and Pearl Harbor. More recently, he starred alongside Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. He's been nominated for just about every acting award that there is, including the Oscars, Emmys, BAFTAs, and Golden Globe Awards, not to mention several awards for his work in theater. As you might have guessed, all this work has paid off well, and Baldwin is sitting on a fortune of around $60 million. Not bad for somebody who has described himself as an accidental actor. Now, Alec Baldwin's first appearance on television on the NBC soap opera Doctors coincided with the time when he got really hooked on drinking. At only 22 years old, he felt accepted and at home in the bar. Quote, the clinking of the ice, the luminous colored bottles arranged behind the bar, the bartenders and waiters in starched white shirts, the tablecloths and Rothman cigarettes made everything seem right. I drank Canadian Club in the winter and Boodle's Gin in the summer. All of it combined to relax me for the first time in my 22 years. Most important of all, I was with people I liked and whom I believed like me. No matter how many stupid questions I asked or ill-informed opinions I expressed at the bar, I was home. Too heavy alcohol consumption, 
Baldwin would soon add cocaine, especially after moving to LA in 1982. The cocaine use would soon spiral out of control, and by 1984, he was hospitalized on an overdose. Following that, Baldwin started attending Cocaine Anonymous, a 12-step program modeled after AA. Fearful of another cocaine overdose that would potentially cost his life, Baldwin stayed away from it for a good few months. But to cope with the cocaine cravings, he turned back to alcohol. Rather than stop by his dealer's house after work, he would head straight to the bar, which is where he spent lots of the fall and early winter of 1985. Now, many of the celebrities that we've already covered on this channel decided to turn their lives around after a particularly destructive event. Things such as incarceration, hospitalization, the loss of a loved one, you name it. There is no shortage of life-altering catastrophes that alcohol and drugs can bring to one's life. For Baldwin, however, the Day of Reckoning came not with a bang, but with a whimper. In the winter of 1985, an old friend came to visit him in LA. The friend bought cocaine, and Baldwin would get high for the first time since his hospitalization six months prior. The friend left after about an hour, saying he was going to get more cocaine and would be back soon. And he never came back. This left Baldwin frantically pacing the floor, desperately waiting for the cocaine that would never arrive. This was Saturday, February 23rd, 1985. Baldwin would spend the following Sunday at home, resting and reflecting on his life and future. On Monday, he went to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and that was that. He never touched alcohol or drugs ever again. In his own words, from his autobiographical memoirs, I haven't had a drink or recreational drug since that day over 30 years ago. I surely have not had the courage to face all of my issues in the way AA gently recommends. However, I am profoundly grateful for discovering the program that saved my life. As frequently as I have gotten in my own way throughout my sobriety, I shouldn't to think how much more painful and destructive my behavior had I not been sober. Most important, through AA, I have a renewed relationship with God, a relationship I can call upon every day. Now, sadly, his friend who never came back with the cocaine that day went on using and he died two years later. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.